Boy, do I have a list for you. If you are looking to set healthier habits this year, if you're still kind of tweaking your New Year's resolutions or your 2023 goals, or if you just decided that you want to grab hold of the reins and take some better care of yourself, I've made you a list. I thought that I would do a little brain dump and see what I could think of that were ideas of things that you could start doing today, that you could start doing right away to be healthier and to feel healthier. And I cut myself off at 20. So I'm sharing with you today 20 ideas for things that you could start doing today to be healthier. Hey there, and welcome to Be Well with Steph, the podcast. This is the show for you if you believe that personal wellness can be an actively pursued goal and you're ready to tackle building healthier daily habits with a little bit of good humor, a little bit of grace, and a little bit of coffee. I'm Steph. I'm your wellness and nutrition coach and your host, and I want to make it really clear. You're not expected to be or live perfectly here. Lord knows I don't. After battling diet culture and then learning to navigate the world of wellness culture myself, I know a few things are true. One, It doesn't have to be complicated to be effective. Two, you are capable of creating a lifestyle you love. And three, you have everything you need to start doing that today inside your own beautiful self. On this show, we'll talk about nourishing yourself, moving your body, getting a good night's sleep, caring for your mental health, being in community, and maintaining day-to-day practices that make you feel good. I'm here to help empower you to create and maintain a lifestyle of wellness that gives you the strength, energy, and confidence to go after your wildest dreams. Now, this list is in no particular order, no particular themes, no particular priorities, but kind of a grab bag of ideas. So get your pencils ready. Uh, Be ready to uh, press pause if you need to write anything down and remember it. Uh, But you can also check out the blog post that goes along with this episode because it will have these 20 ideas outlined. And then it will also have links back to any blogs or podcast episodes that I have about each of these individual topics. So you definitely want to like dive into that blog post, the extended show notes for this episode because you're going to get a ton of resources. So if something, if one of these ideas jumps out at you and you're like, yeah, that's one I want to start, there might be an additional resource that goes along with that idea. So for today, I'm just going to kind of dump you my 20 ideas and you can take it from there. Okay, here we go. Number one, stop scrolling your phone in bed. It is either keeping you up too late or it is keeping you from getting out of bed or it is disrupting your sleep or it is making you see a whole bunch of thoughts and ideas that you don't need to see in that precious time that is your rest, your window of rest. So number one, stop scrolling your phone in bed. If you need to plug it in in a different room, if you need to put it into focus mode and block off apps so you can't scroll or do social media timers or any tools like that, I highly recommend you do. But we're going to reduce the scroll and instead use our bed for the restorative, restful space that it is supposed to be. Number two, 
Instead of scrolling, maybe consider listening to some guided meditations. I've been really enjoying a playlist by Sarah Blondin that's on Apple Music, but it could be any guided meditations that speak to you on a streaming platform, on YouTube, or through an app. But giving yourself a few minutes before you go to bed, when you wake up, or another time during your day to tune in with your body, to clear your head, maybe to allow new thoughts to come to you that they wouldn't have otherwise or get in control of your breathing really are a game changer when it comes to your health. So highly recommend guided meditations. Number three, tweak your morning routine. Now you don't need a 47 step morning routine. And I've given lots of uh, talks and resources related to morning routines and morning rituals that I definitely want you to go back and look at, but give yourself a little bit of time in the morning to do just a couple of things that make you feel centered and make you feel cared for. It's going to move mountains when it comes to the rest of your day. So definitely check out the resources about morning routines. Going along with that is number four, which is create a nighttime routine and maybe go to bed a little bit earlier, but create some kind of nighttime routine that prepares you for rest. That could include things like shutting down your kitchen and living room and tidying up that space so you know that the rest of the house is taken care of. It might be jotting down a few things you're grateful for or making a kind of to-do list for the next day so the things you're worried about aren't cluttering your head. Maybe there's skincare or a shower or reading a book or a meditation. Your, your nighttime routine is very personal to you, but having one is going to probably help you get to sleep a little bit earlier and have more quality rest. And isn't sleep such a game changer? That's why the first really like four of these have to do with getting more rest and getting better quality sleep. Because when you have that um, time to restore your body systems and that time to um, kind of clear your cognition to improve your creativity and to have more energy for the rest of the day, all the other kind of healthy living tasks are going to feel so much easier. Number five, drink more water, drink more water, drink more water, drink more water, figure out how to drink more water, how to make it taste good, how to put a straw in it. But even, um, and I, I know I've said this before, but even a one to 2% drop in your own personal hydration level can affect your thinking and your, your cognition and your energy levels. So you can get a little bit hazier or feel a little bit grumpier just by having a glass of water less than your body is used to or that your body needs for its you know, optimal function. So drink water, drink water, drink water. You can start doing that today. If you need to, you can pause this, go get some water and come back, okay? Number six, create stretch breaks. Build them into your work routine. Stand up from your desk. Get off of the couch. Um, think about stretching in the morning when you're brewing the coffee while you're waiting for water to boil. Maybe taking a moment to stretch every time you go to the bathroom. But stretch your body, not only good for your physical health, but also for your mental health. Number seven, increase your fiber. Now, this is a little bit more specific, but increasing your fiber through um, your whole plant foods is going to help with so many of your body functions, you know, your digestion, of course, but it's also going to help with things happening on the inside as far as eliminating um, unnecessary cholesterol from your body, from um, improving your heart health, improving the way that your digestive system actually um, works and is healthy on the inside, not just the way it like functions for you, um, but fiber is going to also help you to 
be more full and satisfied after you eat. It's going to help your body to process carbohydrates more slowly so that you don't have blood sugar spikes. You definitely need more fiber, more fiber than you probably think you do. And you can increase that gradually. You don't need to use fiber supplements right away or anything like that. You don't need to go from very little to high fiber because that's going to confuse your body too, but start incrementally um, working on increasing your fruits and vegetables, swapping some whole grains, adding in some beans a little bit more and more at a time so you can up that fiber intake. Your health will definitely thank you on that one. Number eight is consider supplements. Now, this is definitely something that you should talk with your doctor about. I'm not going to give um, specific supplement recommendations on here that's outside um, what is ethical for me, both as a practitioner and as a person, because I don't know you and your body and your intake and your needs and your absorption and all that stuff. But consider if supplements might play a role in your life and in your body. So that could be supplements in the form of nutrition supplements, vitamins, minerals, herbs, all kinds of things. Um, a brand that I do really like and will speak for is, of course, Kos, K-O-S, Kos. And if you use, this is like, obviously it's like a little commercial, but I truthfully use all of their products. Um, I use Kos and with um, the code Be Well With Stuff, you can get 15% off on any of their products. I use their protein powder. Um, I use the sleep support. They've got awesome um, immune gummies and apple cider vinegar supplements and um, drink mixes, energy, pre-workout, all that stuff. Um, they're a brand that I've used for a long time and that I really respect um, both as a product and as a company in a mission. So look into costs if you don't know about them. But there are other brands and your doctor, again, can recommend some as well. I do think it's good to go off of brand recommendations from someone you trust because supplements um, in the supplement industry are unregulated in our country. So you want to make sure that what you think you're taking is actually what you are getting. So you always exercise caution in this area. You look for interactions. That's why it's important to talk with your doctor. But there is nothing wrong with using supplements to support a healthy lifestyle. We're not using supplements in place of healthy food or in place of exercise or in place of sleep. We're using them in addition or to help support our body and make it function better uh, while we're doing those other things. So just something to look into for this year is where supplements may play a role for you. Number nine is super easy. Go for more walks. Again, your mental and physical health will thank you. It doesn't have to be far or fast or long, but a few minutes a day of increasing your blood flow, increasing your oxygen supply to your brain, um, building strength, heart health, mental clarity, again, fresh air, all that good stuff. Go for more walks. In addition to walking or cardio exercise, we also want to increase our lean muscle mass. Building lean muscle is not about physique. It is about the strength of our body and our skeletal and muscular systems. And it is about improving our metabolism and the way that our body uses energy. A lot of times as people get older, they say things like my metabolism changed and I think it's my hormones. Most of the time, it's not that your hormones have changed. Your, your hormones are supposed to change and shift. It's not usually what impacts our change in body composition or our change in metabolism. It's often the fact that as we age, we lose lean muscle mass. And that's one of the biggest um, ways that we can change our metabolism. So 
improving our lean muscle mass is going to protect our bones, protect our joints, and improve metabolism. That might mean body weight exercises. It might mean some light hand weights or some bands. You don't need a program or a system. You do need to use your muscles and challenge the physical capabilities of what you can do. So think about it that way, but lots of benefits to building lean muscle. What number are we on? Number 11, practice breathing. Breathing to calm your nervous system, breathing to uh, regain control of your thoughts, to let go of thoughts that aren't serving you, breathing to slow yourself down, to slow your heart rate, uh, to to regain control of a situation, to help you sleep, to help you release tension you might be holding in your jaw and your shoulders and those sorts in your back and those sorts of things. Practice breathing. When you're in a stressful situation, can you pause and take a couple of breaths, check in with your tension and move on? When you are having difficulty sleeping, can you pause, take some breaths, pay attention to your own breath, allow thoughts and tension to be released from you. Breathing is so simple and so powerful. So really, there's no reason you can't start with that one today. Along with breathing and letting go of tension is number 12, which is letting go of or moving through your thoughts and feelings faster. I have recorded an episode on this that I'll link for you. But the idea that people who are um, more successful and more emotionally strong are not not feeling the other things necessarily, but they might be moving through their feelings faster by being able to recognize them, process them, and then um, deal with them accordingly. So definitely check out that resource on moving through your thoughts faster, because if you're able to get through them and back to a place where you feel more in control or more realistic, you're able to continue with your other actions better. That's why I include that in this list. That's part of our emotional health and our emotional intelligence. That's what that other episode is about. Now for something completely different. Number 13, keep your space decluttered. Cluttered space, cluttered mind. Difficulty functioning in your space is difficulty doing new things. If I walk into my kitchen and it is, there are dishes everywhere and it's messy, I am not feeling inspired to cook something. I'm feeling inspired to clean my kitchen. If I walk into my living room and it's a disaster, I'm not feeling inspired to sit down and journal or read. I'm feeling inspired to clean my living room. So if you are able to stay on top of the clutter, get rid of things that you don't use and take a moment, maybe as part of that uh, bedtime or, or evening routine, take a moment to put things away, put them back where they go, wipe things down and keep your general, generally used spaces clear and free of distraction you're going to feel that paralleled in your brain and keep your brain a little bit clearer, a little bit freer of distraction and keep your spaces ready to take those next positive actions. So declutter something. Number 14 is eat all the macronutrients. Our macronutrients are carbohydrates, fats, and protein. You need all of them. You need to eat all of them every day, often at every meal, throughout your day. Um, you need to eat carbohydrates and fats and proteins in order for all of your healthy body functions. So um, instead of focusing on how much of things to eat or reducing carbs or reducing fat or increasing protein, I would just recommend a change that you can make today is just to notice what you are eating and intentionally work on eating 
all of them. Intentionally say when I'm putting together a meal, all right, I've got some complex carbs, you know, the, the good kinds with all the fiber. I've got those complex carbs. I've got some healthy fats. I've got some protein. Bam. Then you're eating all the macronutrients that your body needs for its major body functions right there. They're all important. Don't let anybody tell you anything else this year. They're all important. Along with eating all the macronutrients is number 15, which is eating more earlier in the day. Uh, kind of front-loading your, your intake, your caloric intake, uh, does so much, it does so much for your energy levels, for managing your cravings, for making sure that you're getting the nutrients in that you need. If you eat a really small or restricted or no breakfast, if you try to eat a small or, or portion controlled lunch, what usually happens by the afternoon? You are starving, the cravings set in, you're headed for the snack cupboard. Um, what happens at nighttime? You want to eat everything in the pantry. Maybe you're eating a lot of dinner. Maybe you're not making choices that you feel as good about or as are as nourishing as they could be otherwise. Um, maybe you don't have the energy to go for that extra walk or to do some strength training. If you are front-loading your day and eating more earlier in the day, you're eating a really nourishing breakfast, you're eating a lunch that is satisfying and has all those nutrients in it, you are then more in control of your choices for the rest of the day, both food and movement and attitude and everything else. So eat more earlier in the day. I cannot emphasize that enough. Number 16, journal. I will share with you a list of ways to start journaling if you think that journaling isn't for you, because I know that a lot of people feel that way. But journaling does not have to be look at a blank page and write your feelings. It doesn't have to be recount the events of the day. There are lots of ways that you can put pen to paper to get ideas from your head to a place where you can make sense of them, to a place where you can discover things or remember things that you had forgotten or that you didn't understand before. Um, a way that you can record your goals and make your ideas concrete. You can make them actionable. Um, you can just release things that you're feeling without having to just write the feelings on a blank page. I really want to emphasize that. So I will share with you that list of ways that you can begin journaling a little bit, a few minutes throughout the week, even if you think that journaling isn't for you. 17 is a specific kind of journaling called habit tracking. Choose a habit to track, to keep track of. Maybe um, it's a calendar, blank monthly calendar spread, and you use that to make check marks for a habit that you're working on. Maybe um, I would like to eat three servings of vegetables a day. So every day on your calendar, you look for putting three little check marks every time you eat some vegetables. Maybe you use it to record how you exercise or how you sleep. Um, maybe you journaling is a new practice you'd like to start. And every time you journal, you put a little tally mark. You can use habit tracker sheets. You can use calendar pages or, um, a, you know, journals you already use. You could use a notes page in your phone where you just put like a list of dates and then you put a little check mark next to it. There are lots of really simple tools, but when you, it, it's difficult to set a goal for yourself. Like I'm going to eat three servings of vegetables a day and then not track it and not know if you're actually doing that thing, then it's a great intention, but there's no data coming back to you to tell you if you're doing the thing or not, or if you need to revise it. So I really would encourage not tracking everything that you do, but choosing a habit that you care about and tracking it for a little while in order to see how you're doing with it. 
and see if that's something that is working for you or if that you would like to change in order to support your health better. So you could start tracking today. Pick a habit, find a calendar page, or make a list of dates and get at it. Number 18, less screen time, more hobbies. This is one that I will be working on actively in 2023. Less screen time and more hobbies. Oh, I'm just going to leave that one there. You know what I mean. You know what hobbies you love and you know where you are spending the bulk of your time. So if this is you, you hear me loud and clear. Less screen time, more hobbies. Number 19, prioritize whole foods. You can start making that change today. If you are going to have potatoes, can you have cut up real potatoes into French fries and throw them in the oven instead of making the frozen ones sometimes? If you are going to, um, oh, let's think of something else. If you were going to have um, a Beyond Burger, which I love a good Beyond Burger sometimes, but they're not an all-the-time thing. If I was going to have a Beyond Burger, could I instead smash up some beans, mix them up, and fry them in a pan and make a bean burger instead sometimes? Are there ways that I um, can swap out, again, refined grains or bread products for whole grain ones? Can I add um, some berries on top of my peanut butter toast instead of the regular jelly? Not all the time, but as a priority. So that in the forefront of my head, I'm thinking about things like, I'm going to include more whole foods, not thinking about oh, what I can't eat or what I need to eat less of or what I'm lacking, but instead thinking about adding an abundance of nutrients to throughout my day in little ways that just show up as more whole foods. Try that one. That one is a game changer. Number 20, we made it. Number 20 is to work on your relationships, your relationships with other people and your relationships with yourself. And that includes how you speak to others and to yourself, how you respond to other people and to situations that happen to you, how you set boundaries in your life with people, with work, with uh, play, with food, with activities. Where are your boundary lines? Where are your commitment lines in your relationships that help you to still feel good about them? This means um, working on how you connect with others, how you show them that, that you care, how you use your time, how you use your words. It means how you let go of things that bother you. It means how you let go of persistent thoughts in your head in order to have um, a, a more true relationship with yourself. Working on your relationships is one of the biggest things that you can do to support your health because when you feel more secure, with yourself and your own self-love and your own self-talk, you're going to make choices that reflect love and that reflect care. When you feel like your relationships are healthier, you're going to show up in them differently. When you feel like you're showing up differently, that you're supported or that you're connected, that's like the most basic human need that can then be let go of in order to tackle other things like habit tracking, walking, cooking food, you know, that stuff requires a little, a little bit of effort. And I would argue that improving your relationship with yourself and with the people around you is really the first thing that you work on because then all of the other things are just going to feel a lot lighter and a lot easier. Well, well, 
Phew. So there we go. Steph's 20 ideas of things that you could start doing today in order to be healthier. Whoa. I would love to know what you think of this. I want to know what jumps out at you, what you haven't thought about before, or what you're grabbing hold of and running with this year. Um, Which of these ideas are you ready to turn into small, actionable habits that help you feel better on a day-to-day basis? I would love to know. You can always reach out to me at bewellwithstuff.com slash podcast. There's a submission box there where you can put comments or questions that you would like to have answered on podcast episodes. So you can head right to the website slash podcast, or you can always give me that feedback on Instagram. You can go and comment on a recent post where I'll be sure to see it. Um, again, it's Instagram at Be Well With Stuff, or you can send me a DM and let me know what ideas you are grabbing hold of today to help you be healthier this year. Thank you so much for listening to Be Well With Stuff, the podcast. When there are a million things that you could be doing, I appreciate your choosing to hang out here. And I am proud of you for continuing to work on your own wellness journey. I invite you to head over to bewellwithstuff.com for the details from this episode, my blog, upcoming events, and lots of other resources. If you enjoyed today's show, I'd love to hear from you. I'm Be Well With Stuff everywhere you like to hang out on social media. So come on over and say hi. Until next time, my friends, be well. Be well.